All right, so we're back again with another one. Tonight I'm with my, what did we say before? Was it Star Wars Enthusiast? Oh, Star one? Wars Enthusiast, that works. I, okay, I think that's what we landed on. It's our resident Star Wars Enthusiast, Ryan. How you doing tonight, man? Oh, not bad. Made it through the end of the week. Got the baby in bed with the wife, so right on. now the nerdetry begins. Let it begin. All right, so tonight we're going to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to do a combination of two episodes of the book of Boba Fett. And we're doing part three, which is the streets of, I guess it's Mos Espa. The streets of Mos Espa is what we're going with. Sure. And as well as chapter four, The Gathering Storm. Now, I knew how to pronounce that one. So. Oh, okay. All right. It's interesting, the journey of this show. The episodes are usually broken up in half. One half is flashback and one half is current times. And the current times usually correlates with the flashback story. And between these two episodes, we kind of come to, I don't know if it's necessarily finished yet, but it kind of comes to a head of that flashback journey. So I'm kind of curious if they will continue after this point, but we'll see. Yeah, because they they sort of ended the flashback with, you're all healed up now. You don't need the back to tank anymore. And it's like, okay, are we done with the flashbacks? And I, th I think we are, because at least at, by the end of the fourth one, as as I was somewhat joking in the first episode, we got hit, we got Boba Fett's I Want song, right? Like, wh what is he trying to do when he, you know, finished sort of rescuing Fennec and they're at the campfire? And he's trying to sell her on sort of the new plan, which I, I had to really think back on because I was like thinking about it like a few days later. And I was like, he wanted, okay, he, he had scores to settle. And I was like, is that just the biker gang or like all the other? And it's like, no, okay, that's just the biker gang, which was like a one minute flyby, pew, pew, right. pew, just blew up the biker gang, done. Right. I get it. They got to condense a bunch of stuff down. But the, so the funny thing is, as part of that, he's trying to convince her like, hey, we we should we should work together. Right. We shouldn't. You know, we're both we're both hardened badasses and, you know, we survive on our own. Right. And he kind of does the we are a society speech. <laughs> right. It's right. like he's talking about his tribe. You know, you need a tribe. Right. It's like, OK. Okay, you wanna you wanna form basically your murder family. Cool. I was kind of figuring that was his thing because all the stuff was kind of going down with him, and he was very lax. Like I wouldn't think the moves he were making was not of an assassin. So I, I knew something had to be up with that because even everybody around him basically was kind of saying either like take them out or get rid of them, or shocked when you know the death blow didn't come to them. You know, right. even enemies are being released, big and small. So some of the folks, you know, when we talked about before about the huts and not really wanting to mess with them because it could, you know, mean something else uh, and bring more problems to them. Even when, you know, they caught the Wookiee that was trying to assassinate him, even with him, let him go. It was interesting because um, I thought about you. We had a conversation before about, you know, his his ruling practices. And I thought it was kind of funny where it starts off with even the droid kind of concerned about him and his choices, you know, and, <laughs> right? and, and what people are thinking about him. And 
he should kind of be careful because you know it's like you're kind of coming off weak and that's the right. robot help bringing right. that up <laughs> Robot's like, um, you sure you don't want to murder him? Like, <laughs> that campfire scene does explain a lot of his approach because he's talking to Fennec about, like, we shouldn't, we individually or together shouldn't work for other schmucks that are just going to get us killed because they're going to make stupid choices, right? And we're always trying to patch up their stupid choices. So we should step up because we're not idiots and we can do a better job but he's also talking about not just them not getting killed for other stupid people's crap but just killing less people like he's talking about like collateral damage i don't think he uses that specific term but he's talking about an approach that isn't just kill intimidate everything that moves right now the, the the proof in the pudding is going to be can he actually make that work right is he going to be able to play that you know fourth dimensional chess where he doesn't have to intimidate like in episode four they have that dinner meeting with the council and it's the three crime families of most Eisley. most Eisley, most espa sorry don't aggravate the nerds um but it's one of those things where like I'm watching that scene and like, is he gonna be like, no, 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 you have to work for me. And he's like, look, you just need to stay out of the way. Just don't work against me. Right. right? I'll take it's care all, of the war. Right? So I'll take care of the war, which is an interesting approach. Cause one, yes, he should try and get them to not interfere they might also because it doesn't seem like they like the incoming syndicate which is the fish people i I think i wrote down the pike syndicate yeah yeah the pike syndicate so it doesn't seem like the three families are big fans of them they're gonna come in off planet i'm confused about the pike syndicate's footprint on the planet because they're clearly they're already running some sort of water train through the desert but now they're bringing in more people from off planet anyway but the three families don't necessarily seem inclined to join the pike syndicate they might make that calculation and you know switch sides as it were but i don't know it's an odd choice but for boba if he just gets them out of the way you guys sit this out i'm gonna go and win the war against this incoming syndicate then he gets to turn around and just says and this is why i should be in charge now do you want to go against me he gets to do an odd type of diplomacy which is he gets to beat up wharf <laughs> right he gets to beat up the strong the, the strong attacker and then turn back to everyone and goes like and that is why everything else will go smoothly from here on out because you've seen now what i can do right he may not even say that his other his other, I, I would think Fennec and everyone else that works for him gets to make that argument on his behalf, yeah. right? Yeah, because I, I kind of thought it was going to be an extra threat of if I do this war and I'm done, I'm coming for you next. I thought it was going to be, I thought he was going to say something like that. And he did. Right. I was kind of like, oh. that's totally what I was thinking. He's like, like, you make me do all this work. I'm getting everything. I'm, it's all mine. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, and, and he, he, yeah. 
that's that's not how he rolls not how he's gonna roll um i guess that's good not to say that so it won't be an apparent threat up front even though you might do it later but still um i was so used to hearing that kind of a rebuttal at the end of that kind of statement that when it didn't come i just it really stood out to me that it wasn't no threat behind that right they're in real interactions with people if you don't have to start off with an antagonistic threat right setting your tone she's like no 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 we're cool just stay out of my way i'm gonna go take care of this problem when he does come back Right. They're not already in an adversarial relationship. He basically didn't disrespect them. He didn't immediately try to force them to kowtow. He just said, stay out of the way. So that could work out beneficial to him. But yeah, I think a lot of us looking at like mobster movies and stuff, it's a bunch of direct threats where it's, you know, if you don't do X, Y is going to happen. Right. Right. Um, I just think he should have left it at the part where he said, just stay out of it then. You know, just don't, if they ask you to come into this, just stay out of it. Not not the part of when I win and get the spoils and we'll all be at peace. Uh, I would leave that part off because I'm not guaranteeing that anyway. But, you know, I'll be fighting for you. It's for your benefit. Stay out of it. Leave it at that. I would have thought. But, you know, I guess he, he wanted to sweeten the pot a little bit by even you know, acting as business as usual after that. <laughs> but, you know, um, I thought it was also interesting. Um, episode three entered this character, the watermonger, which oh, is yeah. um, played Peel. by Stefan Root. Or does he pronounce it Stephen? I don't know. I'm not. He's from I, Office I, Space. He's a steepler. Yes. Steepler. He's a great comedic actor. Yeah. But yeah, that whole... The, the season three was the the watermonger and the street gang and the mayor's assistants, right? Those in yeah. in the current timeline, as opposed to the flashback, those were the three big things. The watermonger being like, hey, no one fucking respects you because you're not murdering people. Right, right. Maybe <laughs> you maybe should be murdering people. By the way, there are some people that have been stealing my overpriced water. You should go and murder them. And right. clean up my problem for me. Right. It's like a dry snitching, talking about how people don't respect you. And I'm so sorry that you have no res- nobody right. respects you. Nobody thinks anything of Especially you. Especially this cybernetic street gang of kids. <laughs> right. Go, go kill them. Right. The, and the fact that, you know, Bob goes and walks up to the street gang. They're like, there's no fucking work. And he's like, all right, cool. You can fucking work for me then. Yeah. You're going to work for me then. Yeah. Because you got yeah. balls. Let's see if you can back it up. And I was like, well played well yeah. fucking played yeah and i knew that was coming because he needs people on his team he has yes. nobody so i was like finally some recruitment yeah so it's the it's the um the long game but it's funny about his recruitment so those kids i'll tell you this that game reminds me of the kids you would see in the episode of batman beyond <laughs> <laughs> with the modified body parts uh-huh. and they're, too, they're too hipped you got the one cybernetic eye and got the dangling earring on one and got the i i would get a cybernetic and... eye that's a little smaller dude like right, a little but... sm- i yeah the, the it... there's parts of their aesthetic where i'm like yes fucking game on and there's yeah. other parts of it is like 
too much. Like, I, I saw I saw so many memes of people like mocking. It's the shot of Boba and Fennec stepping up into the the, the mayor's office, and mm-hmm. like the the bikers are coming up behind them. They're like, "We wanted this, and we got this." And I was like, eh. "Like, I'm not sold on the bikes." Oh, painted candy up all red and blue, and looked like the Power Which, Rangers. I just like nothing in that place is clean like that. Like I've never seen those colors, that that style. It if, was if almost, they were even just a little tarnished. Yes, it was too clean. And then they it's, all it like, was too clean. But they're they're kids hot rods. And so I the, it also kind of fits with like the Star Wars sort of like George Lucas being a hot rod nut back in the day. Da, 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 Where sort of have stuff. we seen this look before? Uh I would say probably in the prequels. Not that specific look, but if you want clean tech during mm. that period, you get that sort of sort of clean aesthetic. But yes. they they look like mopeds. They look cleaner than the Empire. It's just weird. You know what yeah. I mean? They're supposed to be broken, no jobs, no money, and whatever, whatever. It's and like, it's st- we ain't got no water. money. Like, how'd you buy all those mods? How'd you buy right. that bike? Like Exactly. And they uh, look clean. We, and maybe the answer is, we fucking stole it? Yeah, that could be Okay, too. valid point. Yeah. Um. The, the funny thing is, is what really sort of threw me off. The bikers chase after the mayor's assistant, right? right. Careening, careening through the city. Right. And at one point, the, the, the mayor's secretary, let's just call him the secretary, he bumps one of the speeder bikes sideways. And it, right. it's like, oh, it's going to hit the wall. And he just like rides it up the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I, I could totally buy that. But his bike is like at a 45 degree angle on the wall and he just looks like he's sitting pretty like this could be a whole freaking tangent about dampening fields so it it didn't feel like he was riding the bike it felt like he was just cgi'd onto the bike if he had been leaning into an upright position and his bike was on a 45 degree like it's hanging onto the wall and he's just like oop i gotta overcompensate to stay upright boom totally would have sold it but he was just like nope i'm sitting pretty like i couldn't get with the paint job so you you, (laughs) you're better than me (laughs) I mean, the thing is, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, well, okay, in the spaceships, they have dampening fields and gravity fields and blah, 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 and they don't feel the acceleration when they make all these crazy turns. They're not thrown around the cockpit, and it's like, maybe they got one of those installed on the goddamn moped speeder bike, and I'm like, but that that doesn't look cool. Does it feel cool, right? It doesn't look like he was desperately hanging on to the moped to not fall off while he's up, up 20 feet up on the wall. Nope, I'm just sitting on my moped. Whoop de doo. So yeah, the 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 chase, uh, the chase was just like yeah. Yeah, I know it's supposed eh. to be a moment, but it almost it was almost kind trying of like, okay, to tell let's... us that it's dramatic and it's fast. Right, and I was just right. like, eh, nah, let's, I don't feel it. And let's kind of get through this. And the, I, and the thing about <laughs> it is, you got the mayor's assistant with a vehicle that looks like it's from that time. Mm-hmm. It's trying to outrun these, like like you said, these you know, mopeds, candy apple mopeds chasing behind them. And like I said, it's almost like they're from two different movies. So it was just like, it was, it was very interesting. I, I'm sure they were proud of it when they did it and like, man, we got this, they can't wait till they see this, this, you know, this chase scene. It was just like, it was just so 
comical in so many ways and not the fact that he kept running and stuff and stuff is going over his head because he's like in a convertible and the guys are you know the guys are trying to attack him and they're using their cybernetic parts to kick and try to destroy right. his burn car through stuff. the engine right. right just all that stuff when it probably would have died on his own it looked like it was on his last leg anyway right so just there's there's two that things went. that would have helped with that that scene and one is a small bit of costume design that would have seriously affected Mr. Giant Cyborg Guy. But if these kids are racing around the desert, Mr. Dusty Dusty Sandy Desert, with their speeder bikes, they should have goggles. Yeah. Like, I know this is a, a dumb nitpicky thing, but I think even some of the Niku gang, the other bikers, mm-hmm. Some of them had goggles. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you're gonna keep you. Anakin Skywalker, as a six-year-old in the pod race, had freaking goggles. Yeah. Because then you could have them put on the goggles and you can turn up the wind machine so it looks like they're actually moving. Because yeah. it didn't like their hair was like mildly, and I was like, no, 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 no. You want to sell that speed? You crank right. up that wind and wind machine. Yeah, and stupid nitpicks, but <laughs> and the truth is, I seen dust behind all the vehicles, but I never really seen dust behind theirs. Even when the kid pulled up and stepped off his bike, I didn't see dust until I saw yeah. the bikers and when I saw the car. But when it was just the guys, the kids on their, um, you know, on their scooters, I didn't really see that much dust to be honest. So when I saw the bikers, you know, before they got taken out, I'm like, mm-hmm. they're kicking up dust. Like you say, you saw resistance. They even had masks mm-hmm. over their mouth to keep the sand out their face. So. <laughs> right right it would have helped sell them as a biker gang yeah. in a desert yeah i was waiting for terry mcginnis to jump out and <laughs> 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 what the slag <laughs> oh man tattooing covered in water like i think this is the third or fourth time they have dropped that since the start of the season of it, it made my head twitch i was like what what there's like this this is a thing that prior I've heard zero about. So they're they're setting up some deep world building here yeah. where like maybe it wasn't always a desert planet. Like could, could it be the Pike Syndicate is taking water off planet? I don't know if they want to take the science of Star Wars to more of like uh, terraforming's a thing. We can talk about planets, climate changing. Oh, that might be that might be a thing that they're trying to do is wrap in some climate change stuff. But it just again caught my ear in a big way. So it'll be interesting to see how they sort of resolve that because there's no way they're dropping that like three or four times and it's not being a thing. On a flashback. You know, yeah, I'm going to town to speak to the uh, Pike Syndicate about the arrangements. Oh, yeah. You know, which I thought was kind of interesting after he kind of adorned their Tuscan's outfit. And mm-hmm. so he's their spokesperson now. So he goes into town to, to kind of get everything arranged. And it's politics as usual. It's not me, it's them. I'm already paying them for protection. And right. This is this. It's not fair to me. As if he would care about their problems. It's like, give me my money. Boba Fett being Boba Fett, he's gonna look for the other way to deal with this. And so he rides off and goes back to the Tuscans, and the Tuscans are slaughtered. Yeah, not a small moment. No, not at all. Not a small moment. Like, I kind of figured 
something like that was going to happen at some point in the flashbacks. Me too, but not that soon. Yeah, that was like, oh, oh, it's happening now. now. Oh, right. okay. And right. yeah, it was like they handled it pretty well. Like it was not happy good times at all. Like him having to burn all the bodies and everything else. Per their ritual. So I thought that was kind of cool. Right. That was their way. Right. You know, and we saw in a previous episode that that's how they handled those who they lost. So it was interesting that and cool that he did that. You know, to show respect. And then after that, he wakes up after being attacked by the Wookiee, Chrysanthemum. I think that's his name. Black Chrysanthemum or something like that. Something like that. But I know that he uh, woke up getting, you know, choked out of, out of his tank. It's <laughs> a rough way to wake up. Right. So th this is one of the things about Wookiees, and this is from the, you know, the Legends canon that's now dismissed by, by Disney. But there's this whole thing about. The Wookiees come from a, a giant forest planet with massive trees. Massive trees that they climb. And they climb them because they have retractable claws in their hands. Didn't know that. Okay. Which means at any point, they can just escalate and start messing stuff up. Right. But apparently it's a thing within their society where, like, letting your claws out. Yeah is like considered a shameful thing especially doing it in anger or anything else like that so okay. i don't know if that's one of the things that they're going to acknowledge or play with or not it might be just something from the books because um, you don't really see it there's shots where you can sort of see their hands mm -hmm. and you know they just look like really meaty meaty human sort of hands right um but you don't really see claws but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like just wrecked shot. Well, he was trying to get him because he even had his like spike electrified brass knuckles. Right. He was trying to get him and then all of... Um, Biker Gang Boba showed up. Yeah, Boba Fett's, you know, team, his, his, his Batman Beyond crew came to save the day. <laughs> At least tried See, to. That was one of the nice things where it's like, He's fighting alone, and it's like, oh, it's not going good. And it's like, hey, that crew of kids I just fucking recruited show up. And it's like, ooh, we got all sorts of fun weapons, and like, we can't take them out individually, but they they fend them off, and then right, like, right, right. it's like, okay, that scene works. Like, they, they're not uber badasses, but there's enough of them, and they're immediately sort of earning their keep by saving his bacon. Right, right. And so it worked out that they ended up trapping him in the pit. And then um, Boba Fett goes to see the huts the, come. The, the twins. The twins. Come. This, right. this whole thing was odd. Okay. The whole like, yeah, we just tried to kill you. Mm, business. Also, we just heard a bigger syndicate is coming. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to be like, yeah, we're out. And you should like, be too. Yes, we have a legit claim to this. But it's like, I feel like this is a whole feudal sort of setup. So it's like, yeah, you have a claim, but possession is nine tenths of the law. So like, if you can't fucking hold the crown, too bad you're not the king. So they're just like, we're, we're piecing out. And then here's the gift. Here's a gift, which is also odd. Yeah. I w why would you give them Danny why do they give Danny Trejo as a gift? Okay. <laughs> so because Robert Rodriguez is the director. And I was like, 
Oh, okay, okay. Machete. Like, right? Because I, I hadn't seen any spoilers of Danny Trejo showing up. Yeah. So when it was like, they're rolling up with the, the Rancor, and I was like, is that, is that Danny Trejo? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Right, Machete. right. Like, I saw some meme where it was like, uh, there's like two versions of it where there's like, there's, you know, some joke, some joke thing where like in one of the Machete movies where they're like so, showing pretend, you know, future Machete movies. And one of those Machete in space. And they had that at the top of the meme. And then they had his Star Wars poster where it's like That's he's dope. holding his cattle prod. Um, and then there was a separate one where it's like a picture of him, like in his actual like living room and he's got like a giant big screen tv showing star wars and he's like in a a stormtrooper pajama onesie like mm. yeah That's and then it's like how what was it it's the the how how it was and how's it going meme and then mm. it's his poster and like okay that's cool so i am not bothered by that stunt casting yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine it's hilarious yeah. but it works like he's a character actor and that sort of fits his character actor type but from the huts, I don't know if it's like, oh, our assassination attempt didn't work. I don't think it's a gift. So hmm. remember he has that scene down in the pit with Danny Trejo. And he's hmm. like, ooh, look at this big boy. And he's like excited about his new Rancor. And he's like, right. you can ride him? You're gonna train me how to ride it. And he's just right. like, yeah, I got me a puppy. <laughs> Right, right. And people like, hey, we got some important news coming to you. And he's like, you know, it's not important right now. I'm like, I'm petting the puppy. And they're like, no, you, you got to go. And he's like, all right. And he leaves. And Danny Trejo's like talking to the Rancor and like, don't worry. He'll come back. And it's like, oh, 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 okay. Okay. And it's like, you can read it as you just imprinted on Boba Fett. Your master's coming back. It's okay. Or right that's your target get ready when i say chomp chomp you chomp chomp right 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 that's your target yeah i thought it was kind of weird too so it's kind of like i wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt but you know he got too many wrinkles in his face and i saw too many of his movies for me to just accept that, <laughs> that something good is going to come from this you know short of spy kids you know you better watch your back when when danny trejo is on the scene right I thought it was pretty interesting. But like I said, the way the um, the huts were acting and talking about they apologize. Yes, we sent him to kill you and all this other kind of stuff. And then Boba Fett, you know, letting the Wookiee go. And the Wookiee's looking like, you letting me go? And he's like, yeah, I'm letting you go. Again, letting the Wookiee go, that actually does sort of track. Because yeah. Boba Fett's like, hmm? you weren't like, you got a personal vendetta. Right, you got hired by these assholes to do their right. dirty work. Right. I get it. Don't work it's for a better, better quality of people, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. So it it works because like you're a professional. I'm a professional. This is not personal. This was business. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna let you go because I didn't take it personally. But also that sets it up later for now I can come back and find you and be like, would you like to work for some quality people? Exactly. Right. He gets exactly. to do the same sort of speech in a different way that he does to Fennec. Right. True. That, that. Yeah, yeah, I I remember seeing I think after episode three, a whole bunch of posts that again I didn't want to read. <laughs> it's like no, I don't want spoilers, and it was all just like oh the other you know the 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 bigger syndicate which turns out to apparently be the pike syndicate oh no it's not gonna be them it's gonna be darth maul's criminal syndicate and i'm like oh please no 
Mm-hmm. Please no. No. We we don't. <laughs> we don't. Don't, please. I get how you want Boba Fett, Mr. Badass to have the badass. Mm-hmm. But it's like they've put so much time into Darth Maul with Dave Fellini's other, you know, in Clone Wars and Rebels, like we know when he dies. We know how Darth Maul dies. So he's not going to have a final confrontation with Boba Fett. That story's not going to go anywhere satisfying. So just leave them out to the side, do the Pike Syndicate, have them be whatever the antagonists are, and that's going to allow Boba Fett to be like, see, I should be in fucking charge. Step in line. Episode 3 pretty much ends with the realization that, you know, war is coming and the Pike Syndicate is gathering their troops. Which I had such a small quibble on. I'm like, so they're flying United to bring their troops in. They don't have (laughs) their own personal fucking like ships. Like, no, 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 no. We got to take Greyhound because we're such a powerful syndicate. We don't have our own ships. Yeah, it's just like it's the smallest stupidest quibble but it's like one of those world building things where like if I was a criminal syndicate and I was bringing in my troops I wouldn't be flying United just your admiration for the lore and the fact that you have people that you know know all this stuff or are privy to it your expectation is a little bit different you know this is not like no new made up thing this is I get why why they did it like that because it's a simplicity of storytelling we need a way to show the audience and do it in a reasonable way where boba fett's people mr cyber eye can be in a reasonable place to catch them right to like oh we've spotted them he right. Was right next to them, basically. Oh, right kinda, next to them. You got cybernetic eye, and you're just. And two let feet me go away. run to a payphone. Right. You're a two feet away. payphone. Right. Right. That was that was fucking wild. Um, but yeah, because like you would do the smart thing if you were the syndicate. You go out in the middle of the goddamn desert somewhere, mm-hmm. or a different town, and bring the troops in there, and then bring them into the city or some other stuff. But then you still have to solve the narrative problem of I need someone in their organization to see that they're showing up right and it's just how can I do that in one step instead of two or three or four steps I wouldn't have minded a close up of of one of those pikes and they just you know pan out real 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 far and you see from way 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 away with the guy with the cybernetic eye looking at them that would have been such a perfect use of his cybernetic eye perfect even if they parked like okay we're gonna park like two miles outside of the city so we don't have any prying eyes (laughs) it's like (laughs) i see you i'm gonna call boss right i will say he did have the snazzy's jacket i know not everyone's on board i like his style Mm -hmm. that fucking cybernetic eyes fucking atrocious <laughs> but he was so proud of it he's proud, he's of, so his proud of it he's his proud other buddy his also had some cybernetic eye thing but it was like flush with his face and it stuck out like just an inch that would have been fine but it's like dude that is <laughs> that is hard to miss right he's proud of it so right that's funny and so for episode four or chapter four it was the the gathering storm it starts yes. off with him in the tank once again and... So he can go back and find Fennec, which is really in the middle of what Mandalorian 
at the end of one of the episodes in Mandalorian season one. Right, which tied into that because you kind of wondered what had happened to her. But also he was, um, you know, he was going to go track down who killed the Tuscans. That was also in his flashback because he was in, on that journey and he came across uh, Finnick, which, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool because I, you know, as soon as I seen her laying there like that, I was like, oh, that's funny how that ties in. That ties in pretty cool. Well, the, the funny thing is, like, he's kind of in the spot that the Sand People were a little bit with him. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, for anyone being like, oh, man, why is he giving a shit about, you know, this random person out in the desert? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Because the Sand People, now granted, they took a prisoner. But they didn't kill him, and they didn't just leave him for dead. Like, right. so he's in a different spot where he's not just, eh, fuck it, I'm just gonna... Not my problem. Gonna leave it. You're like, eh, I'll help this person out. And he, and he mentions it too. He mentions his the influence because even um, Finnick was even saying something about you. You know, you're getting soft. And I just thought this was like, you know, also more background of where he's coming from and and how he plans to kind of rule. Like why he makes the moves he makes. This this episode was a lot of good insight on that. Further insight on the reason why he's moving the way he's moving because really it's not really touched upon too much before this you see little things and yeah. you kind of tie them together but you really strongly see with this episode you know what's going on behind the scenes and, and why he's moving the way he does currently yeah he lays um, out his ethos as it were right right and so um he's on a mission to get his ship and to get his armor um and so that's an interesting journey as well um, I thought it was kind of funny when um, when they were going, they were seeing they were going to try to infiltrate to to get in to get his ship, and he saw like the, all these guards, and and they were like, uh, and Finnick was like, well, we could you know follow their timing and sneak in there, right? Right. And I thought it was funny. So they came across, I guess, the kitchen because they're preparing. I guess, I guess, right. all of them eat salad, so they had had <laughs> this robots chopping up salad and stuff like that. And I thought it was funny because when it reminded me of all those kind of different kind of movies when you have somebody that's supposed to be innocent just kind of turns out to be a bad guy too. It's not like the chef goes running. The chef uses the knives that he has right. and he's, you know, my my turn at, at bat, you know. Uh, well, but, and the funny thing is that for, for the chef, it doesn't even have to be like they, they also are bad. It's just like fucking intruder. Like, yeah. here we go. Yeah. It, it wasn't, and to me, it seemed like that chef robot was kind of like a throwback. Wasn't it trying? What's the name of that character? Um, oh, General Grievous. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of <laughs> like trying to trying to do like a little. Might have been a little homage. Might have been a little homage. Yeah, because I saw his arms come out and he's twirling the the um, the knives and stuff. I'm like that. I I wonder if that's what that's supposed to be. You know, supposed to be kind of you know shouting out yeah. the the other thing that i liked in the, the lead up to that is fennec took out her little her little handheld probe mm -hmm. and just sent it off that was cool and, I, and and at first i was like wait is she controlling the probe because a lot of times so like darth maul in phantom phantom menace mm -hmm. had a probe droid that went into most uh, eisley most espo uh, wherever it was that Qui-Gon Jinn and 
uh, Amidala and the rest of them were on Tatooine and it was looking for them and there's little bits where you see it sort of in the background yeah. and it was one of those things there's like is he controlling the droid or is it like on its own droid and at least it seemed clear with this one she wasn't controlling it right yeah. that tiny little droid was running on its own so they're not getting any live information and that right. became clear when it came all the way back out mm -hmm. and it you saw basically a playback yes. of its path and i was like okay that's, that's cool. cool so she's yeah. blind to what's going on she's not mm -hmm. getting any signals but it's recording and like bing 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 yeah. hostile 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 i like that it's a little bit of detail of right 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 but it wasn't like this overblown like oh i got this tiny little droid and i can fly through and i can see exactly the nope i send it we sit down for an hour and a half we have dinner and we wait <laughs> for it to come back like it's like cool all right that worked yeah yeah i thought it was pretty neat even how it uh, revealed itself space by space and like you said start lighting up all the bad guys and stuff I'm like mm -hmm. oh that's pretty that's pretty dope you know um i've seen where they try to make scenes like that slicker and it's just you know too much but the way they did it i thought oh, that's pretty clean yeah it's pretty clean yeah. And, and this is one of the things where when you get all the little details right it tells a story without saying anything exactly. so the fact that you as the hologram expanded to its path and you're like oh there's the staircase and there's that and it's like you can just see with the way that it's spooling out the holograms yeah. like oh that was its path okay so it was recording right. the whole time and it like gives so much information without being like let me explain to you how this device works right or looking on their panel and looking at you know watching a video footage of it moving around and stuff that's normally right. how they do that so yeah. it's really good show cool. don't tell I really dug it, and um, and so after that little ordeal, they end up um, getting a ship, and I thought it was very interesting. Um, and we kind of know how it's gonna go, but I like the the conversation between them two because he's kind of like you know, he kind of talked about what happened with him with the Tuscans, and also he was saying to her, you know, where can I drop you off? Because I gotta run a few more, few more um, scores to settle. Score to settle, and she's like, you know, so you know. Like she'll she'll come along with him. So I thought that was right. pretty She's like, hmm, cool. having having a partner in crime. Mm, this is kind of nice because you you also saw that they were sort of covering each other. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's kind of like unspoken kind of bond thing that they kind of had, and right because of his good deed. And it's almost funny because she's kind of judging him for how he's moving, but right. the way he moves is what saved her. Right. Yeah, and. and yeah, the fact that he's not the ruthless individualist, right? Right? That she's like, well, you know, you're going soft and da da da. And it's like, yeah, but that keeps us both alive. Especially right? you, since I found right. you damn near dead. Right. And, and then mentioning that, what do you think about the whole thing about her being, you know, the cybernetic implants and all that? The, 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 that was an interesting, was interesting reveal. Like, <laughs> like, all right, we're gonna throw down a huge chunk of coin. So it's not just I found someone and I gave you some some back to medication. Like, right. no, 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 your guts are gone. You're gonna die. You're going to the chop shop. Like, right. you know, we're, right. we're 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 fixing you up. Right. And like that. That was interesting. The fact that they they haven't even hinted at it was right. very interesting. Yeah, because I thought you know because I usually if something like that okay two things first of all i would have thought 
well, the main thing that kind of threw me off, I thought was funny, is when she had the nerve to eat something, and the first thing I was thinking, like, where's that food going? Right. <laughs> it made me think that. But but other than that, <laughs> it, it also made me kind of wonder, like, usually a scene like that, I, it'd have been cool if they used it in a way where before they showed that part of the flashback, you know, she gets stabbed. Like mm -hmm. a fatal stab in the gut, right? That's usually right. people you get a stab in the gut. That's when they're dying. That's right. when they're dead. But and she so, shrugs it off. And right, it's like right. Or she they didn't let, do that. Or, or she, or she, or she's like laying there and gets you know stabbed in the gut. And she's laying there, right? And so you think like, oh, she's dead because everybody's kind of standing around. And she doesn't get up because that's where she should die. Right. And then you see the flashback revealing that she doesn't have any guts. And then <laughs> she's just playing possum. When they come out of the flashback, she, you know, she pops up. You know, yeah. they walk past her and ignore, her, and yeah. then she just quietly stands up, pulls the vibro knife exactly. out of her gut, and then just exactly. like dee, 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 stabby, stabby, stab. Right. Right. Yeah, that would have been that would have been fun. That that's yeah. one of those fun things that you can do. Where like, oh, we are going to reveal the twist right yeah. when it's necessary. Yeah. So the, the the funny thing I'm remembering. So with the the assault on Jabba's palace, right? right? And they're back scoping it out, and they're like looking down the literally the scope of their weapons, and they're showing the guards, and they're showing the big door into you know the garage basically. Right. And the thing that like threw me off, I was like, why the fuck did they do that? was the door didn't close top down it closed from bottom up oh, it came out of right. the ground because like the main door closes from the top down right like a portcullis on a on a castle gate and i was like why why the fuck does that door go down into the ground that doesn't make any sense security wise you want something that just drops and closes then you get into the big climactic fight inside the garage and it's so they can shoot the counterweight and the door will fall open i was like you motherfuckers yep. i was like okay <laughs> you needed a way for the 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 thing to fail open mm -hmm. as opposed to what it should do which is fail closed right right okay and the fact that you know too much you even thought that that was a problem when you saw it that's funny <laughs> that doesn't make any sense that's how you do that <laughs> that's funny that's funny you know too damn much it's your curse well, that is a legit thing in security design, like for, you know, internet systems and communications and stuff is the question of does a system fail close? Does it break off the connection or does it fail open? Right. And it keeps the connection open. And these are for physical security and, you know, digital security. So, yeah, nerd, nerd. Hey. <laughs> It'll save your life. It'll save your life. <laughs> Nerds will rule them all. Hey, this is Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening.